live in studio. As I mentioned before, he's running for Minnesota CD7 for Congress. Mark J. Lindquist, also a U.S. Air Force veteran and served in Afghanistan. It's great to see you. Thanks so much for being here. Thanks sir. for having me. Got to start with the obvious. Just your assessment. What kind of grade would you give to President Biden in regards to his withdrawal strategy from Afghanistan? I served in the Air Force, uh, Air Force veteran, and, and proud of it. And quite honestly, I've got some agreement with Senator Hoban that I'm mad about this. My, me and my veteran friends have spent these last couple weeks in tears, shocked at some of the um, inept response. You know, it seems like after 20 years of this, which, by the way, I'm glad that we're out of there. I think that's the right move. I think that I, I do applaud President Biden for having the guts to do that. However, to the average Joe and our veteran friends, it's tragic. I've come on this show and I've talked about veteran friends of mine who because of the wars that we served in are not here anymore. I have a friend of mine who's a widow of my military supervisor, Chris, who now believes that her husband died in vain after the fall of Afghanistan to the Taliban in the first 24 hours. This is something we have to, as American people, as President Biden, as President Trump, President Obama, President Bush, they all have to own up to the fact that now we have an American military force and veterans who believe that, that maybe their service was in vain. The VA sent out an email to all of us the other day, last week after the fall of Kabul, saying that a lot of you might be questioning your military service. And I know a lot of the veteran friends that I have, including myself, after I saw Bagram Air Force Base fall to the Taliban and the parade of military hardware that now we've armed them with. I'm just as mad as you. So let's get back to my question, just yes. so people are clear, because I think you sent out a press release a while ago, and it wasn't clear if you're running as a Republican or Democrat. You're running as a Democrat, correct? Yes. Thank you. Why, I'm an independent Because I'm an independent at heart who's got to choose a team. Right? And okay, I would say I'm fair. a little left of center, right? And I'm only asking because I want the audience to understand yeah, the things course. you're saying about President Joe Biden. We're going to get to Nancy Pelosi in a moment, sure. the fact that they're Democrats. And so I appreciate... I'm not afraid to speak up against okay, you know, so then anybody who I think might be Then let's just get to it tonight. Yeah. How, do you, how do you grade them? That's what I asked you initially, and you didn't answer that. Well, on this Afghanistan withdrawal, poorly. F D. D. D plus if you counter in the fact that we got 120,000 people out. That's wonderful. Yeah, but we a in the fact that we left and now we, we're not a part of that war. But here's the deal. I do agree with Sean Hannity who says you shouldn't leave Americans behind. Thank you. Right? The American, the, the Airman, Airman's Creed says I will never leave an airman behind. I will never falter and I will not fail. But I also agree with Lawrence O'Donnell who says when you lose a war and you exit that country, it never goes well. So we also do need to remember that a lot of us who have become uh, military experts in hindsight and armchair quarterbacks in this thing, we are, we, are we are expressing our input with the benefit of hindsight. I'm not in those okay. briefings. Let, I don't let, know. But let, yeah. let's be fair. Yeah, that's what ahead. I want to get to. So there's like roughly 90 retired generals now that are asking the Secretary of Defense Austin and or uh, General Milley to resign. Yeah. Should they resign and or who should be held accountable for what took place? No, I don't think that they should resign. Here's why. Gerald Ford didn't resign after the fall of Saigon. He had been in office about the same amount of time that, that uh, Joe Biden has been in office. I believe that uh, what I have seen from President Biden, he has taken some responsibility and gotten better. We saw the airlifts happen and we saw the, the, uh, the, the, the people getting evacuated 
after it became a national news story. My contention is it should have been planned way before that, that that should have been something that the, the top brass at the military, the Pentagon, and inside the White House should have known about. So who should be held accountable? Leadership. I think it's a, I think it's a, a, so a failure of leadership. I, and I don't, I'm not in those briefings, Chris. I, I, I know, don't but know. But you served in Afghanistan, yes. sir. So to be fair, that's what I'm trying to get at. Should Biden resign? I'm hearing you no. say no. No. I don't You're saying that. the Joint Chiefs of Staff shouldn't resign, and yet yesterday President Biden said the Taliban right now is the strongest they've ever been since 2001. Roughly 10 days ago, General Milley says, we had no idea that the Taliban was going to take over the provinces and the cities. <sighs> Those two things don't mix. Believe. That's what I'm saying. That's very hard to believe. So how can I'm, you say I'm, just, I'm just not prepared because I don't feel uh, uh, informed enough to call for someone's resignation. I think that, you know, I, I, I swore an oath to obey the orders of the officers appointed over me and the president of the United States. So that's kind of where I'm coming for in hesitancy, hesitancy to call for such a, a, a drastic action. I do believe that there should be some investigations as to how okay. could you not know? You know? So, so walk me through some of these questions. Yep. Why August 31st? Why, why was it such a hard date to stand with? Why not say, hey... We're going to get everybody out safely. Sure. We're hoping to do it by this time. I mean, why even give the Taliban a date? That's, once again, a question for okay. those military commanders. That I, 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 I'm not a military strategist at that level right now. But you've been in that world. Sure. Who said, hey, let's shut down Bagram Air Force Base and let's take them out of Kabul? That's the thing that brought me to tears last week, Chris. Right? Because that's where I served. That's where I was boots yes. on the ground. And that's where it, it seems like, think about it. You know, the numbers $2 trillion gets thrown around a lot about that's what the wars cost us. But that was the OCO, the Overseas Contingency Operation Budget, the slush fund at the Pentagon to pay for the wars. If you start at the war on terrorism that Bush started, $12 trillion has been spent at the Pentagon. $12 trillion. In the last 20 years. Since 9-11, right? And I'm counting the base budget. I'm counting, uh, um, you know, that Overseas Contingency Operation, right? And so... After that kind of spending of the American taxpayer dollar and 20 years, and make no mistake, the number, you know, uh, 2,700 gets, gets uh, quoted a lot of, that's the number of service members, right? Uh, um, uh, but then if you include the contractors, it's up to 7,000. But if you include the Afghan civilians, the Afghan police, the, the, uh, uh, the military, you know, Afghan military, it's 325,000 people with loss of life over there in Afghanistan. And for it to all fall, and, and Bagram Air Force Base, to fall to the Taliban after a day or two has left a lot of veterans in a tough spot. So if, if, if you're a, a friend out there who's, who's got a veteran friend, check on them right now. Make sure that they're okay because these issues, after having served in a war, given your blood, sweat, and tears, your time, energy, and treasure, and talent, we need to make sure that our veterans are doing okay too. So I, I didn't go to West Point, didn't go to a war college. How do people from the sixth century take over an Air Force base of the most powerful military in the world? Well, it's my understanding, and I could be incorrect. Uh, we, we, we gave it up. That's what I thought. Right. Okay. We, so we, I, I don't think we went with But now, let me, let me ask you this. So right. then we say, okay, we're going to bring people out of the Kabul airport, and we're going to create two levels to make sure that we're going to frisk people, right? Mm -hmm. Sure. The first level of frisking is the Taliban, who just released ISIS-K prisoners a few weeks before. Like, right. who makes that decision to say, yeah, this is a good idea. Let's have the Taliban be the first level of frisking. I think what we have to understand is this. Um, <clears throat> a lot of times in war, there's only two bad options. I think a lot of times when we saw, if I might just finish my point, when, when I heard that the American military or the American government was negotiating with the Taliban, I questioned that. I said, wait a second, that's our sworn enemy. I, once again, 
I think as armchair quarterbacks, we have to be careful about passing judgment on briefings that we are not getting. Sometimes maybe that was the best option for the safety of Americans, because I also have read reports that say that the Taliban did escort safely Americans to the gate and allow them through. And I am not a fan of the Taliban, and I'm not trying to come off like that. But sometimes that's the lesser of two evils. Does that make sense? It does. I've got two minutes left. Anything yeah. else you want to say about the Afghanistan situation before we move on to one other thing? Go ahead. I think we've, we've covered it. Um, so you've got some of your potential colleagues coming to Minnesota to protest Line 3. Line 3 is very important for your district. Mm -hmm. Pro Line 3 or no? Anti. How come? I think it's time that we move away from uh, fossil fuels and do everything we can to take strong and fast action on climate. Because? Because I think that's the issue of my generation, that, that my generation will be um, So you believe we'll climate be change with. is an existential threat? Yes, I do. Right, right now? Yes, I do. I think Based we need to take bold and fast action on that. And, and the way I look at it is that it just takes the will. You know, when we went to war in Afghanistan and spending those $12 trillion at the Pentagon, that we had the will to do that. And this is as threatening as the war on terror. If you deny climate change, I would just ask you to look at what the American Navy is doing and prioritizing climate change in their naval war exercises. What the Pentagon is doing to say, this is a big deal for migration patterns, for uh, the low-lying areas of, 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 of cities all over the globe. And so if the Pentagon is taking it seriously, that's where I take my cues from and say, well, and I hear you, but after I watch this withdrawal strategy, it's like, yeah. really, I'm going to trust the Pentagon after watching this mess take place? I, I got I, I to gotta wrap it yeah, up. Yeah, I understand. I understand. Yep. For people that want more information about you, what's your website? Go to markforall.com. <laughs> markforall.com.